0: Hey, fuckos. How's it going? Uh, just driving to work right now. It's Thursday. Today's day... Five or six. Continuous practice in the morning. It's getting there, guys. Man. Started off really rusty, but dude. Some of the scores that you guys are posting in the, uh... Some of the, the, the target faces you guys are posting up on the uh, Archer and Filtered practice group are insane. Right when I thought I was, you know, getting my shit together, I was like, God damn. You know, guys like Pietro and uh, Randall are shooting 450s. You know, my homies, uh, Elliot Peters, shooting really high X-count games. You guys are like right there. You guys are going to be bouncing back in no time. Some of you guys never left, Jesus. So, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been practicing, playing with the Matthews title. I'm loving it. Uh, I should uh, tell you guys about a little info that I came into with the uh, the Matthews title. Uh, you know, I said their strings look like zebra strings. I said they're nothing to write home about. They just look like. In fact, I was pretty sure there were zebra strings with extra, you know, different shrink tubing on it. Well, uh, my friends at West Coast, Adrian and Rudy, they talked to the sales rep to see, are these indeed <laughs> zebra strings but made differently? And they they ended up getting back to me like and telling me, okay, these aren't exactly zebra strings. The, apparently, Matthews b- bought a new type of machine to make strings at the factory. Um... I I can only assume, right? From the limited knowledge I have about string jigs, is that it was it's some you know some way of stretching their strings, something that to stretch and twist their strings, because you know serving stuff's all got to be by hand. It, you know it's not going to be done. Uh, a machine is not going to do that perfect like the way you want it to. <laughs> so, I mean maybe, but that's a pretty intense machine if you think about it. You're getting into like a billion-dollar machine if it's going to serve it for you. And it's got to tie the knots all nice and burn it. But anyway, um, yeah, so what I heard was, it you know, brand-new machines that were not used on the Zebra line of strings. Um, in addition to that, the blend, the string blend, is a proprietary blend that is actually similar to 452X. Uh, low wax. So, I I don't know what that means, because I know, like, when you get into, the, like, BC, like, the BCY blends and all that, like, 454 was a was a blend that, I you know, I think it had some 452 in it. I mean, not 100%. Or, no, 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 that's not how it goes. It's, like, Vectron, Spectra, Dyneema, whatever, blended together, and then that makes the the percentages make the, the end uh, string, I, i.e. 452, whatever. So <clears throat> Matthews has their own blend, similar to 452X, low wax. Um, again, that's not – I basically, I was wrong. <laughs> it's supposed to be, you know – I'm trying to be, you know, what I, what I can find out about this stuff, I'll tell you guys openly. If I'm wrong, yeah, I'll tell you guys I'm wrong. So if I'm wrong about the strings, yeah, I'm wrong about the strings. But apparently, they, you know, they were telling me, check out the, the servings. The servings are super tight, super uniform. Matthews only has a couple guys right now that are qualified to build these strings. So, I mean, that's, that's badass. The servings do look great on this uh, string Uh, I got no, no poo-poo's on that. Um, I noticed that you know end loops aren't served though. I wonder why. I I wonder if it's like a not like a no big deal, or or what. I I don't know enough about strings, but I know my buddy Nick made me a set of strings uh, for my hunting bow, and he didn't serve the end loops, and it works just fine. Like, my, that, my hunting bow hits dead nuts, and I haven't had to retime it at all. I should probably check the timing on my Matthews bow pretty soon. I think I'm getting a right around 200-ish shots through it so far. So, it's probably about time to check and just see, you know, if it's drifting anyway. Um, man, the bow is really versatile. Okay, so for anyone that, we'll just call this like day, you know, we'll say it's day five of shooting the title. I think it's day six. I started shooting on Saturday. Um, the bow's super snappy, all right? There's more feedback on it than the TRX. Uh, but it's kind of nice. I, I really compare this bow to, like, a, a podium or a prevail with spiral cams. And I really like that. The back wall keeps you honest. Or, like, the lack of the valley keeps you honest, keeps you pulling into the back wall. And uh, it helps you. I feel like I'm not going to switch to 80%. I think I keep the 80% mods on hand just in case, you know, just in case I have, like, a total breakdown. But I think I'm going to run at 75% mods just because I feel like if I can can fully master this, if I can fully get the hang of this, it's going to make me a better shooter than I was last year or the year before. You know, it's the way I should have been practicing, but I end up going like an easier route just because I couldn't, you know, spend the time to get arrows in. Um, and I try to justify, you know, like Chris Perkins shoots eighty percent for indoor, so I was like, yeah, you know, there we go. It's got it's got legs. So anyway, um, I started off shooting the bow early in the week with the back bar mounted up front, just because you know everything i've learned says there's less torque up front and if you run that back bar up front and i just want to see if i could do it just want to see what it feels like it's a very basic setup with the back bar up front um i got it to hold pretty good but i'm not too concerned about the hold at the moment i'm really concerned about you know kind of cycling through my whatever my shot process is and just seeing how the bow reacts—is the, arrow, the arrows land behind the pin? You know, like the aim. I can I can get away with shooting a decent score with bad aim. It, you know, if you just you time your relax and and squeeze at the right time. I mean, don't don't let me take you guys down a wrong path of how to shoot the wrong way. But I'm just saying, like it's not the uh, it wasn't the end-all-be-all at first. So after I got it shooting really nice, like right where I wanted it. I started playing with the weights, started working on the aim. Um, The bow aims really good with that 8-ounce weight that comes with it. It feels just like a TRX. I mean, aim-wise, it aims like a TRX. Um, Just for shits and giggles, yesterday I took that 8-ounce weight off, and that bow becomes an entirely different bow altogether. And it makes sense. I think it's like 4.5 pounds without the... uh, Without the brass weight, and with the brass weight, it's like 5 pounds, which is what a TRX was. Um, now, I did a podcast last night with Jim talking about this, and my fucking podcasting unit took a shit on me. So, I apologize to you guys, because me and Jim did like a two and a half hour comedy extravaganza. And we're going to try to do it again, but i got to get my wife to let me do It's pretty rare she's going to let me do two two-hour podcasts in a week. But I'm going to beg, see if I can get one out. So, um, I was telling Jim about this. I'll tell you guys about this. I'll tell you guys about the Matthew stuff by myself and see if I can get Jim back on. When we can cover the news, right? Archery world's been just on fire lately. So, it's, it's pretty incredible. we got a lot to talk about. But um, taking that 8-ounce weight off made a crazy difference in how that bow felt. That bow now feels insanely light. And I thought that weight would be on the bottom to keep the bow from, like, kicking out. Like, the bottom kicking forward. You kind of see that if you shoot your bow with no bars on it at all, usually the bottom end kicks out when you shoot it. Um, So I kind of thought I was going to deal with some high misses if I took that weight off. I took the weight off, no high misses. It's just the pin is super squirrely now. So, I just started tacking weight onto the ends of my bars, and it's amazing just the versatility of this bow. If you want to set it up like your conventional target bow, you leave that brass weight on, put the weights on that you're used to, and then fine tune your bars, fine tune your weights, right? If you want to start all over from the beginning, you take that weight off you're going to run something totally different than what you've run before because now you have a bow that's like a half-pound lighter. So I think right now I'm running – I went I went up from 4 ounces to 13 ounces. I went back to 4 ounces again. Just because I'm trying to do a real fine – real fine adjustments. When I'm, when I'm playing with the weight on my bars, the thing I'm looking for is what happens when I take my thumb off my thumb peg on my hinge, for example, right? If I take my thumb off the thumb peg, does anything happen? Yes, no. Okay. If no, nothing happens. Then I get to move forward. Well, what happens to that pin float when I start pulling? Oh, with my, you know, with my three fingers on my release hand. If I start pulling and I start driving with the bow arm, now what's happening to that pin float? Is it one? Is it the same shot to shot? Two? Is it controllable? Three? Is it predictable? I mean, not in that order. Predictable should probably be first, but those are the things I'm looking for when I'm adjusting. And, um, like the next event I have to shoot is going to be the AB Invitation. We're basically shooting the Super 10. The format is Super 10 uh, World Archery Targets with any, with no arrow restriction, basically. Like, you could, shoot, you could shoot your stabilizers if you wanted to. So, my plan is to just get the bow set up to hit a high X count. Don't worry about. Having, like, an errant miss here or there. But try to get the X count up. Um, so I'm working on it. And so I ended up going back to 4 on the front. But now I'm running, like, I want to say, like, 15-ish ounces on the back. I got a ton of weight on this bow. Very similar to how Rubio runs his, uh, his TRX. I think he's got more weight on the front, though. I think he's got more, like, 10 on the front. I don't know. He's a, He's a big, strong guy. He's a farmer. So that's what i'm that's what I'm kind of playing with right now uh I can't tell if it's you know I'm getting closer to figuring out the the setup for me or if what is really making the improvements in my scores is just practicing and just shooting consistently again it's not I'm shooting consistently I'm not scoring consistently so Like, uh, I've had, like, two 300s. I've had a 300, like, a couple days ago, a 300 today. I try not to get too excited for the 300s, you know, because I'll either miss one in my two practice ends or I'll see if I can go longer than 300 and then I'll miss. It's not a 300 that I feel, like, comfortable posting online. You know what I mean? It's not a clean 300. It's not not a super clean 300. So, it's not anything that I'm going to, like... Post a line and brag about it. today. I kind of did a little humble brag and said, I you know, I had a pretty clean run trying to get a 450. Because r- my buddy Randall just shot a 450, like first time stepping indoors. And uh, or no, he said he shot a couple, the first one he could take a picture of. So he shoots a clean 450, 37x game that's phenomenal. So I'm staring at a 400 today, looking real clean, shooting X, shoot a <laughs> a nine on the line of the eight. And then shoot a a 10, and then shoot a 9, like a clear 9, and then just wheels fell off after the 400. And I, you know, I don't think it was pressure, because my, my brain is pretty clear. I, I kind of know where I stand right now. I'm not uh, defending any position, you know, to not defending my ego at all. Um, But it's telling me, you know, hey, man, you got to shoot more. Like, this is about where you crap out. And... At any of the indoor tournaments coming up, you're going to have to shoot three, uh, um, two, 300 rounds back to back. And then if you're fortunate enough to make it to the shoot offs, you better have enough left in the gas tank to survive the shoot offs. So I figure it's, it's week one. I got two more weeks of practice before the AB invitational. Um I think that'll give me enough time to build my stamina up. I, I think my stamina is already starting to be a little better. My shoulder is feeling worn out. It's, it, you know, it's day six, so my plan is tomorrow I'm going to shoot my hunting bow, which should be a little mellower, ironically, on my shoulder. Um, tomorrow's going to be hunting bow. Saturday is my kid's birthday. And then uh, Sunday I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to go deer hunting. Hopefully I'm going get it, to get it wrapped up. I'm going to go with my Uncle Mark. This might be his last uh, hunt of the season. So, you know, hopefully... Hopefully, we do something good out there. Oh, we'll get more into that later. But, so, anyway, that's the Matthews right now. You know, I got a, lot of, a ton of people asking me about it, what I think about it. It shoots like a Spiral Cam, but not an Invicta, not a Stratos. It shoots like a Prevail Podium Spiral Cam. And that's back when Hoyt bows were fucking sweet. You guys remember those? And it's like, yeah, there's no valley or the valley's very small. you got to be on the wall. Um, but God damn it if it's not a really comfortable bow to shoot. There's forward feedback. Due to that limb geometry or whatever, like, the bow wants to push forward. And it's almost that forward push type of bow, like the Supra, that's really forgiving. You know what I mean? It's almost like the bow is coming off of your hand, so there's like less chance you'll fuck with it. I don't know bro science, bro theory, I'll say. Alright? So I like the forward feedback. Um, When you break a really clean shot, just like the old Sparrow cams, it's absolutely dead in the hand. You don't feel it. If you break an ugly shot or a weak shot, you will feel it. There will be some vibration feedback in that bow. I feel like feedback is like the nice way marketing tells you that there's vibration in it. You know? So... you know what makes Matthews bows really quiet or really dead in the hand is generally their limb geometry Matthews bows tend to be like horizontal uh, oriented limbs this one is more it has some horizontal ish but it's closer to uh, closer to a Bowtech? Or or more angled upwards than the previous bows so it has that a little more vibration doesn't get cancelled out by itself again I don't care I fucking love it I was not expecting to be able to shoot an aggressive bow so well and today I was shocked I was really surprised with how that bow shot or how I shot with that bow today and it's just like every day I'm, I'm going into it with a clear mind alright well let's see what's today gonna be like you know um what do, I, what do I need to work on how can I tweak this bow to accommodate my funky mental issues um, at some point i do have to stop this though and then just maybe after the second week and then i'll do one clean week of just grinding out with one setup cuz there is some kind of there's something to be said about just shooting one setup only um, maybe it's like mental toughness or or something like makes you mentally tough and not blame everything on the bow i don't know i don't know is that's black belt level shit and i'm i'm just a blue belt right now so uh, some notable black belts though, Randall Kilpak, my good friend out of uh, Pacifica, um, he's helping me make some grips. He's helping, he's printing up, I'm modeling some grips. For you guys don't know, I'm an industrial design major, so I know I know how to do computer modeling, right? Uh, most of you call it AutoCAD. The program I use is called SolidWorks. It's, it used to be an industry standard. So I fucking in college they are like you guys gotta know AutoCAD it's the industry standard I'm like okay learned it we go to a job they're like we use SolidWorks and I'm like well I guess I'm nothing you know I guess I'm not qualified the <laughs> current job I have sends me to school to learn SolidWorks and so now I know SolidWorks and now the rest of the world's like hey AutoCAD now not any AutoCAD though <laughs> some kind of new fancy AutoCAD so I'm like damn it but anyway I'm still using AutoCAD. And I thought, um, why not try and be the first guy to design some side plates for the end ga- uh, for the uh, title? The title grip is different than the TRX grips, and I mean the the riser. So it's like side plates. I don't think you can put conventional side plates on the uh, on the title. In fact, I'm sure you can't because the little knobs, the little circular doodads on the inside of the. Uh, of the side plates will not fit the title. So there's that. Uh, I kind of feel like side plates have been lacking like uh, a really slick looking shelf on the left side. Side plates tend to be really, really minimal on the shelf and I totally understand because as if you get your finger up there super high, you're going to leverage that left side of the side panel right off. So I'm working on some stuff, I got some ideas. Doing some beta testing. I'm on Rev 3 now of the grip. Randall's printing out my prototypes and then I'm testing them out. Rev 3 is coming up. It's going to be nice and smooth compared to all the other ones. And, uh, I mean, if you guys follow my Instagram, you've seen them. If not, no big deal. No big deal. But uh, I am going to be selling some uh, aftermarket grips for the title pretty soon. They're pretty slick. I don't know what I I have this idea. I was going to call them. Flight One, Flight One grips. Cause I thought, I thought that would be dope, you know. Like, if you, if you shoot to the top, you get to you get to Flight One basically. So I thought that'd be a sick name. <clears throat> flight One is a trademark, copyright name of Archery and Filtered. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do these things serious. I don't know if I'm gonna do anything else beyond that. Last night Jim was asking me, "Are you gonna do?" Even my wife was like, Are "You gonna do other stuff besides just side plates? Are you gonna do like scopes and releases and shit?" Yeah, I don't think so. I think Ultra pretty much got that covered, uh, along with like True Ball and like the established companies. I think I'm just gonna do side plates. If I have enough money left over from, you know, production and selling of the side plates, I'll, I'll definitely reinvest it to try a new project. But I don't know what else I could do that. Hasn't already been done really well. You know. Like the Shrewd Scope. I, In my opinion. The, the Mini Mag. Or the. Yeah. The Mini Mag. Is the best scope that there ever. You know. Has ever lived. That's. That's what I roll. I couldn't imagine switching to something else. Granted, I mean, That's. That is just me now. That is just my. Uh, my opinion. But. I think a release. I think a release. Takes like a lot of a lot of money to R&D you know I'll give you guys an example so right now I'm shooting a or no my side plates right every time I I make a side plate a prototype it's gonna cost me about X number of dollars I don't wanna give away the the cost of doing business I'm on Rev 3 and I could probably afford to do two more revs to, to get it absolutely perfect um, I think I got it perfect on the next on the next set, but I'm not 100%, you know, I don't want to jinx it. But yeah, if you're going to do a release, you got to do it out of metal. You can't 3D print a release. I you could 3D print a release if you weren't going to use it on a bow. If you were just going to use it on some D-loop as like a a proof of function type thing, then you could 3D print it, sure. Um, but, you know, if you really want to test it, you got to do it out of metal. And I think having something made out of metal on the fly is like—I'm pretty sure—a grand to <laughs> proto to have like something cut out of metal. Uh, just, just uh, like a one-of type deal, it's gonna cost you a pretty penny. So I don't think I'm gonna be doing any um, releases or anything like that. It's kind of all really grand thinking. I'm just uh, just gonna do some side plates and just enjoy this, you know, enjoy this bow that I got. Uh, the title's really awesome. I'm excited to see Mark Rubio shoot it. I know he's got one. I know he's got one on order. So, uh, I'm excited to see like how he sets it up. I know what he's going to do. He's going to set up exactly like his TRX and then he's going to start gunning. But, I'm wondering because I've got it set up differently than I've set up my Verdict or any of my Elite bows. And I like it. I'm digging it. So we'll see how I can do in two more weeks. Um, I'm hoping I can get Jim on the phone tonight. We can redo the podcast that I lost earlier. It was really good. There's so much stuff in the news, like archery world right now. Uh, Paige Pierce shot a, shot a giraffe. Um, Kyle Douglas, Tim Gillingham got fired by Botech. I should say released, not fired. But, you know, it was pretty cold blooded on Botech's behalf. Um, Elite Archery is releasing they just released three new bows like all really short axle to axle bows Um, I I guess that's pretty much it there was like a a bill that got struck down that was gonna reduce funding to schools or eliminate funding to schools that had like archery programs and stuff Um, so that you know that happened I know you guys. Well, not some of you guys. A few people have said my show's way too political, and it's like, yeah, I know. I like. I I think it's funny. I think politics are funny, so that's why I. That's why I get political, but now politics is directly, you know, touching, brushing up against archery. It's like ooh. It's almost like I have the green light to go ham now. Um, I won't though. I won't. But yeah. Oh. I'm going to get Jim on. Let's see if I get Jim back tonight. Do a redo. Get it, get it rolling. That's my game plan. So, I hope you guys are enjoying everything so far. If you guys... Okay, everyone is following along with me here with the title. The Matthews title. If you want one, go to West Coast Archery. Tell them you listen to the podcast. Archery Unfiltered. You get $100 off your bow. Call me on your way to the shop and I'll tell you I'll give you the cheat codes of what to say you get even more of a discount okay we can't talk about it it's, it's top secret but you can you can get a mat you can a title bow can be had for under the sticker price okay and uh, I know some of you guys will be like oh, I'll just order from my shop it's like do it do it and you will be waiting four months to get that bow west coast has all of them right now so get on up there get your bow tell them archery and filtered sent you and then just get showered with showered with uh the king's treatment <laughs> all right so uh there's that if you guys want to check out westcoastarcheryshop.com um it's the west coast website they have everything i use gold tip arrows um True ball release, everything. Axel products. I say gold tip arrows. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, I think you guys will like it. I think you guys, it's a really nice website. Um, see, aside from that, well, I guess we'll save the rest for tonight. All right, when we talk to Jim. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for following along. We are getting real with indoor archery. God damn it, I love this time of year. I love this time of year. I love shooting indoors because I can just do it in my basement for effective practice, right? I love fucking around with arrows. I got a, a, a new arrow that I'm building right now, um, almost identical to the old arrow. I'm just I'm going to go super knock or whatever the, the big ass knock, the 246 knock. I think, I think Goldtip calls it a GTO knock, which is sick, that's a cool name. Um, I'm going to go that. On the end of a big wide bushing, I'm going to do flex fletch flex 360 vanes, straight uh, straight clamp, left offset, very slight, doesn't need to be a lot, and uh, I think a 120 grain point cut, maybe an inch from the blade, and I think that'll get me there. I think that'll get me everything I need. So, yep, there you have it, guys. That is how she blows. I hope, uh, I hope y'all don't mind me uh, not shooting 300s. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. but I mean I, I got two of them, but it's uh, to me a solid 300 is like you get the, you get the six arrows in practice too. You know what I mean I, I, I don't want to post up a, a 300 that has like ironed out holes on it. I want it to be clean right out of the gate. all clean like the pros do. You know, (laughs) Um, I did have a question. I'm gonna try to answer it uh, verbally instead of on video, but I should make a video for it as well. When you're scoring, so people have asked me, what, how do you decipher the little holes that people are poking into a target? So the way I've I was taught, which may not be the way everyone does it, but the way I was taught, is a single hole means all X's. All right. And so one hole you could, it stands for like, end one all x's, all right. And n two, if you get three tens, you're gonna go a single hole for n two, all right. And then every ten you get is gonna be a hole to the right of that. Every nine you get is gonna be a hole to the left of that. So when you see a guy with a row of just all straight, like one holes. That's like a 30x game, you know? Uh, You know, if you see all ones and then twos, like a a single boop-boop, and the holes to the right, it's a 29x game. So I'll try to, like, illustrate it. I don't know if it's how everyone does it, but I think that's kind of the... I think that's kind of like the... I have a feeling that's just the way everyone does it, or most people do. And there might be a few outliers, but, yeah. So anyway hope that clears things up. Um what else? What else? One over the Matthew strings. I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to stick with the the stock strings right now and see what uh I'm going to see how much they hold up cuz I, you know, I fucking beat I beat the shit out of my shit. And not to say I, like abuse it, but I mean I'm I've only had that bow for less than a week now. I'm already 200 shots in, so we're gonna put some serious uh, we're gonna put some miles on it. We'll see how they last. I don't know what to do. You know, my plan is they're gonna work out fine. I'm guessing I'm gonna have to retime them in about a hundred shots, and then they'll be fine forever, effectively, or until they wear out. And then when they wear out, then what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see. I know strings taken care of, they can last you over a season. If you don't do anything wacky and you're not, like, untying your center serving left and left and right, they can last you a good long while. If you just, just don't fuck with it, just shoot them. Just shoot arrows off of it and you'll be fine. And shave. Shave your face because if, you, if you're... Anchoring with stubble, 24/7. You might as well be putting a cheese grater up to your strings. All right, guys, that is uh, that's gonna be the first half of the show. i um, hoping I'll have Jim on tonight. We could talk about all kinds of stuff. We had such a funny conversation last night. Fuck this goddamn podcast. Hey, does anyone have any reliable like? Give me a recommendation on, on a reliable audio recorder that I can hook my phone to. I got a Zoom H4n. Right, that seems to be like the industry standard, the Zoom H4n. But God damn it, if I don't fucking lose an episode, like I lost one like last week too. And granted, it was like a one-hour episode. No, it was a one-and-a-half-hour episode. It's the ones that are that I'm cutting hella funny jokes on are the ones I seem to be losing. So I'm gonna try to get Jim back on tonight. We'll do a redo of last night's episode that was so funny. Uh, i won 't get as stoned i was it 's not because I was stoned why it was lost okay I do these things stoned all the time um, yeah don 't forget to stretch guys. I know if you 're like me you 're getting older uh gonna totally sound like I was cutting a commercial just now if you 're like me and you 're getting older you need to you probably have to make some pains no i 'm just saying uh, you know stretch for longevity okay like mobility is key stretch your uh your bicep tendons out. That's the, if you know, if you're shooting right now, make sure you stretch. That's the spot between your bicep and your shoulder. Um, you can do that by putting your arms behind your back and having someone pull your arms up, or I like to place them on a shelf and just kind of lean forward a little bit or squat down to kind of get that angle of my arms up. That one's going to be huge for preserving your shoulders, okay? And like reducing just, I think, all around shoulder pain in general. Um, if you really, you know, if you're like me, you're also starting to have a, a sore back from carrying the weight of the company you work at, uh, you know, s- stretch your hammies, touch your toes. The the thing that I learned the most in this last couple weeks about stretching, it takes two minutes. You have to hold a stretch at about... A seven out of ten pain-wise. That's not super pain, but you feel it. It's somewhat uncomfortable. You got to hold it for two minutes. Okay, it seems like forever because it is forever. Two minutes on, one minute off. Two minutes on, one minute off. Two minutes on. So that's three times one minute off. Boom. See, preserve your back. Preserve your shoulders. As of right now, those are the only two spots I'm focusing on: is back and shoulders. And I think that's. You know, it's it's important to do. We gotta. Uh, we don't want to be like archers in our fifties and sixties and be extremely immobile. You don't want like a a good example. You don't want a buck to fucking walk out in front of you and then you fucking pull your back chasing after it. You know, last week when I, I chased a buck, I had a I threw my backpack on and like a hundred yards out from where I started my back was just on fire and i'm just like this is how out of shape i am this is pathetic so it's it's not that i lack muscle anyone that knows me knows i'm i'm fucking i'm brimming with muscle it's it's my flexibility that's hurting so i think most dudes uh especially archery guys suffer from some amount of non-flexible inflexibility so the only thing I can tell you guys is take care of yourselves. And and stretching is one of those ways. It sucks, but you, you gotta stretch, you gotta eat good, and then and then you can party. Okay. Alright, dudes and gals and people. I'll talk to you guys tonight. Peace.